Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. It might sound strange to hear that this podcast was able to attend the world English language premiere of a play that was written in 1664, especially when it's a play that you likely already have heard about. But that's the case with Moliere in the Park's production of Tartuffe, or The Hypocrite, currently playing in Brooklyn's Prospect Park. How can that be, you ask? My guests on this episode will explain. I'll let them introduce themselves. Take a listen. The alfresco nature of the interview will match the alfresco nature of the oh, show. Great, great, um, great. So I do love to start with everyone's name on the mic. Let me know who you are and what you did on the show. First off... I'm Lucy Tabergian. I'm the artistic director of Moliere in the Park, and I also directed the show. And what is the show? And the show is Tartuffe or the Hypocrite by Moliere, his original version. Ah, key. We're going to have to get into that. Uh, but And then we also have with us... Hi, I'm Michelle Vintimia, and I play Elmir in the play. Uh, hi, I'm Matthew Rauch, and I play Tartuffe. So, uh, in case for some... I mean, this is a podcast about independent theater. A lot of us are theater nerds. We probably, if we've never seen it in production, which I had not, by the way, uh, we, we still know what Tartuffe is. But real quick, your, your layperson friends who are like, wait a minute, what tar, tar who? What is Tartuffe? Uh, when you tell them, come see this show, what's your quick on the street passing somebody on the way to the subway pitch. Great. So Tartuffe is a play that Moliere wrote in 1664. Um, it, is, it, it sort of goes after the church. It has at its center a man of the church who then becomes a complete hypocrite as he tries to justify his um, lechery or, and his love. Um, um, and it was immediately banned by the king of France, uh, who was trying to pacify his relationship with the church. And then Moliere spent six years rewriting the play and uh, added two acts and uh, sort of mm, modified things to make it a little bit more palatable. And then the play was authorized. And that's the play in five acts that most people know. But what we're doing is the original play, which is a play in three acts that's a little bit more directly uh, confrontational. Major differences that you would point out? Well, three acts instead of five. Uh, but the major difference is that in this play, Tartuffe is actually a man of the church oh, who okay. becomes a hypocrite, whereas later on, really, it became about a con man who pretends to be a man of the church uh, and reveals himself at the end of the play to be the con man he always was. Great. So, um, I'm going to keep stay with Lucy real quick again. Unless y'all have thoughts on this, so please do. But um, how did how do we then get the band play back? Uh, how does that work? And and this is the U.S. premiere, right? It's the U.S. premiere of the English version. Um, so a French historian called Georges Forestier, who is like a real Moliere nerd, uh, who has written a, a fantastic biography of Moliere, uh, decided he was going to try to reconstruct the original play uh, through a process that he calls uh, historical genetics. Uh, and basically, he put he pulled together everything that was ever written about that original version, conversations between Moliere and the king, things that were written in the press. Um, and he, by putting everything together, uh, reconstructed what he thinks is the original version. And it was actually embraced by that Comédie Française, which is the House of Moliere, as being the original version. That's phenomenal. Okay, so um, now we have this show being done by Moliere in the Park. When we're here in Prospect Park uh, at the south 
southeast? Yeah, uh, southeast end of the park. Uh, and we're doing it. You might hear that we are outside. Uh, we have a little bit of music going that has started since the show ended. <laughs> and uh, birds tripping along with us. So um, that's kind of the Moliere in the Park jam, right? Um, outdoor theater for the masses? Correct. And everything is free. And really the idea is to... Um, democratize access to theater and also uh, play our part in um, in uh, diversifying access and uh, yeah making we have this vision that Mol- that Moliere know that Brooklyn is a place where everyone can benefit equally from access to the arts and to theater and that's Moliere in the parks part so talk to me about playing your parts uh, unique challenges doing a show not only outside but in the round and uh, quite possibly with audiences that maybe have never run into this kind of theater before, which, uh, you know, truth be told, is maybe not as accessible to our modern Netflix, Hulu watching crowds. So talk to me about like, what was the process like to put this together into such a way that you have it where this is for Brooklyn? This is a wonderful process. Um, the, the mission of Moyer on the Park is really pretty incredible. And allowing free access to plays like this uh, in this neighborhood where everyone can come and go and be here has been an absolute joy. I, I personally am frustrated by the pricing of theater in New York. Uh, it's very, it's not accessible to most people and particularly from institutions that call themselves nonprofit institutions. And um, Moliere in the Park is a true nonprofit institution in that it is actually uh, providing a service to the theater community in New York and particularly to the community in which this theater lives. Um, and the process of putting on this play has been absolutely delightful. It's a delightful group of people. Uh, the people who run the company are quite extraordinary. Uh, and it's very exciting to do a new version of a play that I've known in a, in a casual way for many, many years. And this is a very different version of the play. And it's been really, really fun. Yeah, just to add on to that, I think it is an extremely accessible version of the play. It runs in one sitting. There's no intermission. So I think people appreciate that. And it's in a beautiful setting. I mean, what's not to like about Prospect Park? And I personally really enjoy this version of the play. I've known the other version peripherally, you know, going to drama school. And you know the story. But I'd never seen an actual production of the play. And it was so fun to dig into this version. I think Elmir particularly is a lot more empowered in this version. She has a lot more to say. She is able to vocalize what she believes a lot more. And it was so exciting to dig into that with Lucy and the rest of the cast. Yeah, I was actually genuinely surprised at the uh, the level of... Um I, I mean, it almost felt like there was a feminist lens on top of it. And I was like, wait a minute, but this is the original. Hmm, that's yeah. very fascinating that well, we found that. Well, the translator is a female. Maya Slater translated the French version into English. So I'm sure that helped. Bit, yeah. <laughs> but it seems like it's there. It's in, it's yeah, in how it she... It's definitely in the text. It's there. It's not put on. The, the play takes place in France at a key moment for, for, for feminism, I will say. It's really a time where women had um, uh, new access to literature, to education. And I think Moliere was really interested in writing about like the, uh, uh, writing about the, the conflict that that newfound access created in society. And I, you know, I, I mean, obviously it's been written about, but I think that Moliere was really, was really uh, very much uh, defending the rights of women to have access. And so, uh, but 
Maya Slater, we noticed, has, has, has really found a way to kind of like, you know, carve out like the feminist voices in the play. So that's fun. It's great. It's, yeah. it's a wonder. I mean, it's how I feel the play. It, it works. It doesn't feel in any way forced. Um, we're outside. I, I can't like I, I keep bringing that up because um, it's such an I, I've done a little bit of outdoor theater and it's really hard. Talk to me about as performers, like the wow. process of getting. I mean, you do have the benefit of micro, uh, microphones. You have a little amplification, which is super great. But you also have a four cornered stage and you're subject to the elements and planes going overhead and you know random kids playing tag outside so um, talk to me about the process of like how you worked as actors to get to the place where you can do this you can get it you know a little a little bit different but for the most part like the same performance every day with all of these variables I'd say part of it has to do with the fact that we're all very comfortable with each other and there's a sort of an ease among the group on stage but I do tell my friends, particularly if you come to the matinee, that this is very much an exercise in concentration. There are, there are people coming and going. There's, there's a drum circle on the weekends. There's people with boom boxes. There's, there's guys getting high on the bench sometimes. There's, um, you know, there, uh, there's planes flying overhead, um, helicopters. It, it really is um, an interesting challenge. There's, and there's no sort of cover or traditional theater, per se. It's just a platform set up. In the, in the open. Um, unlike, say, the Delacorte, which is a traditional theater inside the park, but you do feel very isolated and kind of um, uh, uh, hyper-focused when you're in that kind of environment. This is a very different kind of environment and a wonderful challenge for us. And I think, at least for me, when I first got here, I was terrified of, of doing this in this kind of environment. But over time, I've actually come to really enjoy it and learned a tremendous amount. And I found a found a kind of ease in knowing that there's a sort of casualness with the audience. The audience can see you before you make your entrance. Uh, I, t- I, I interact with people who are watching on the sides, and it all feels, there's something freeing about that, 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 that takes the sort of weird preciousness away from doing a show. It's actually been quite wonderful for me. It's been so cool to see people walk by and see them be intrigued and yeah. then decide to sit and watch. Yeah. I was and, hoping somebody would say yes, that. Yes, yeah. and that, whenever that happens, I'm like, yes, we're doing it. <laughs> we're attracting people here. And, you know, and they ask questions and they're curious and, um, and they seem to really enjoy it, even people on the periphery who are watching, not necessarily in the chairs, but yeah. it's just so cool. It's so cool to engage Brooklyn in this way. This is a different, you know, Tuesday, for example, is very different than Saturday. Saturday, on a beautiful day, the park is very crowded. There's a lot of people around. And by the end of the show, generally on a matinee on the weekend, the whole ring is sort of filled with people who are sitting on benches and standing and sitting up on the grass. And it's really quite wonderful to sort of have them just kind of say, oh, let's stick around and see what's happening here. It's just a wonderful vibe. It's really Mm -hmm. great. But even on a Tuesday, like, this was a great crowd. I, yeah. I can't think of many theaters that would be upset about the crowd that you had here. Um, do, you, do you find that you are winning converts, or is it more curiosity? I'm really curious. Like, have you had people come back to future, or like, you know, repeat shows at Moliere in the Park saying, like, oh, my gosh, I saw you guys last year, mm-hmm. and because I saw you here, now I, I, I made sure I looked it up this time? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard that a lot. I've heard a lot of people came last year and are coming back this year. We also have people who come back to see the show again and again. Like, Yeah, last year when we did the misanthrope, we had this group of young women who at the very last show, 
over here and then they came up to me and they told me it was maybe the fourth time that they were seeing the show and then this this year I've had people come back twice or three times they come back they bring friends I mean because it's free if they live around here they can come back and bring their friends so no excuses. Yeah, well, I, I really, yeah, I don't, I, I do think that we are, you know, obviously, you know, I like to think that we're winning converts. I, I, yeah, for me, it's really a victory if, if I see somebody stop, spend 15 minutes, listen yes. to the language, yeah. especially if they're young. I'm thinking, well, maybe that opened up something in their brain about, like, what this could be or what it could bring them or, you know. So that's really, that that's really a big part of what we're trying to do. And that's why... You know, we want to stay very open so that it never feels like an exclusive place, but always feels like an inclusive place. So, Particularly yeah. on Sunday night. We had a show on Sunday night. We had a very big crowd here. It was a beautiful evening. And I noticed by the end of the show, and this was really, for me, it felt very pleasing. There was a group of young kind of teenage kids. Did you did you see those guys? Yeah, yeah. There was a bunch of guys. Uh, you know, they they just they stopped, they sat down, they watched the entire second half of the play, and it was I was so it was just a wonderful thing to see that they just they you know they were I'm sure they came into the park intending to do something else, and they saw the show and they sat down and watched, and it was just really amazing. It was wonderful. Now, um, there's simultaneously like I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little bit of a preamble to this question, so. It, this is uh, simultaneously the easiest thing in the world, right? As Matt said earlier, you put out a stage, you perform on it, there's a text, it's, you know, 400 something, like almost 400 years old, whatever, anybody can do this. Simultaneously, no, there's there's a brilliant, like there's a, a brilliant tech that goes into this, brilliant design, brilliant actors, and a lot of preparation um, to create this very um, lovely space for these moments that uh, I love that you all keep bringing up, these the ways for the audience to engage and, yeah. and, and bring more people in. Yeah. That's my preamble to ask that the question of like is this as an independent theater podcast, I've got a lot of theater makers who listen. What do you recommend to somebody to like help to get to the place that Moliere in the park is at of inviting your audiences in and setting up this kind of lovely opportunity? What do you what's a what's a piece of advice you would offer to a company saying like, oh man, I want to do that. But it's not as simple as just picking out a corner of the park and, you know, doing a classical text. Mm-hmm. What's what's well, a what's sh- a strong piece of advice? I'm sure there's a ton of logistics that go I mean, I don't really know what Lucy and her company have have to do to get the permits and the venue and the space and the city and the park and the people who run the Left Frack Center and uh, that that part of it. I mean, I know that there are companies in the city that sort of do things for free in park spaces sort of just on a random lawn the version of like hey come to my backyard and let's put on a play um to me it all begins with the story and the actors and the director and so you know what story are you telling why are you telling it who are the people you're telling it with and let's be rigorous about trying to tell it well that's where i start personally so um i think i think I think geography is key also. I think that um, being, you know, if the goal is to, to if the goal is to make theater a, a space that is more inclusive, um, being, not asking people to travel, but actually being in the area where you want to engage a certain audience is, is, is key. So my hope is that we can stay here for a long time and that it becomes really a... And I also think that regularity and sort of predictability and 
time. So this year we did 21 performances as opposed to 12 last year. And I think that just being here and allowing for word of mouth to spread and allowing for people to walk by more than once, but like three times and be like, wait, they're still here. What is this? You know, so all of this obviously takes money, you know, because, you know, these guys are paid on an off-Broadway contract making a lot of money and uh, and um, <laughs> uh, but you know it, it, it takes it takes it takes money so yeah you know the rest of the year I spent a lot of time raising raising funds for this so yeah I just um, I, I love that I can throw out an abstract question like how and you you all give lovely answers so thank you so much for doing this uh, and thank you for sharing Moliere with Brooklyn and New York City. The show is Tartuffe or The Hypocrite. We are at, um, wh- how would you describe the space? When you tell somebody, go to, what do you say? So go to the Lefrac Center at Lakeside. Um, it's usually an ice skating rink or a splash pad. Um, it's on the uh, southeast corner of the park. Um, it's accessible from anywhere in the park, but the closest entrances are Ocean and Lincoln and... Parkside. Parkside. Yeah. Parkside um, on the queue. Yeah. yeah. Parkside on the queue or, yeah, uh, yeah, Parkside on the queue. Exactly. Excellent. And you only have a few more performances from this interview, and uh, I'm going to have this up before, by tomorrow. So after Wednesday afternoon, what do you have left? We have um, Thursday evening at 8 p.m., Saturday at 3 p.m., and Saturday night at 8 p.m. Brilliant. And uh, can they just rock up and get a seat they can walk up and get a seat or better they can go to uh, Moliere in the Park Events Bright uh, well Event Bright Moliere in the Park Moliere in the Park dot org yes. and there's a link easy link to sign up for tickets all you need is an email address it's very very simple and yeah. it's free come check it out thank you all so much for thank doing you this. very very thank much thank you so thank much Thank you, Lucy, Michelle, and Matthew, for hanging out after the show to chat. You've only got a few more chances from the posting of this episode to catch Moliere in the Park's world English-language premiere of the original version of Tartuffe, or The Hypocrite. In Brooklyn's Prospect Park, head to moliereinthepark.org for more information and to reserve your free ticket. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. Excellent. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thank you. It was a real pleasure. This was a pleasure for me, too. Like I said, I've never gotten to see this thing. I don't know. (laughs)